0: Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley.
1: Everybody, it's Frank Whaley.
0: <clears throat> and today is Monday, September twenty-first. This is episode forty. Good Lord, forty-four.
1: Forty-four. Oh, six and counting.
0: Is it forty-four, Frank? I don't know. You never remember. Oh, No, it's
1: forty-three because I remember last time it was forty-two because that's that's um. Jackie Robinson's number. No, nope, I think
0: about. hang on. I mean now we're using up all this important podcast time to figure this garbage out. No, it's actually 44.
1: <sighs> ah, well that was Henry Aaron's number. <sighs> yeah. He was I think we talked about that before. He was my all-time favorite ball player. That's great. Well, he broke Babe Ruth's home run record and I believe in the year nineteen seventy-eight. Could be wrong about that. I believe it was April 8th, 1978. He was a, uh, a, great, a great hero. Henry Hank Aaron. Um, my second favorite baseball player of all time. Heather? Yeah. This is for $500. Derek Jeter. Are you crazy? Aurelio Rodriguez. Detroit Tigers. Say it, it again. Seven- Say it a- again. A- Aurelio Rodriguez. Okay. Why did you tell me to repeat that?
0: Because I thought maybe you said Aurelio Rodriguez.
1: Aurelio Rodriguez. No, it's Aurelio Rodriguez. He was quite, quite something. I also liked Fernando Valenzuela, who pitched oh, for the God. Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: How much are you going to talk about different baseball players that you've liked in the history of your liking baseball
1: players? Well, you don't understand because— How about Tom
0: Seaver? Did you like Tom Seaver? Not necessarily, About But no. Gary Carter, do you like him?
1: Uh, not really. I'll tell you who— uh, Rather Sammy than Sammy Sosa? I, I know baseball Sammy players Soso too. Was like a horrible cheater. Yeah, but just, just naming baseball players that you you That's heard, what it sounds
0: like you're doing to me.
1: You don't know what I'm doing to you, girl. Oh my god. Here here's what here's <laughs> what I, I was going to say is the players that I mentioned and others like Luis Tiant, um Raleigh Fingers, like baseball when I was a kid. and I don't want to sound like an old fart boomer, but these guys not only were like real good baseball players. But they didn't make an anywhere near as much like money and all that stuff as th- they do now. But they're also kind of interesting characters. And that's why, that's why when I was a kid, I liked sports. I hate sports now. I don't follow it. I don't like it. It's nonsense, bullshit. You know, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire juicing her balls into little prunes. Uh uh Not for me, Mom. Mm-mm.
0: Okay, so it's Monday. We've started off once again. You, you started off with like a baseball thing, and you brought it right back to balls.
1: Okay, or did you?
0: You did. I didn't talk about balls.
1: Well, let's talk about Lindsey Graham's balls, because they don't exist.
0: Oh, my God. What is with that man? First of all, folks, I have been trying to call Lindsey Graham for about an hour, and he is not picking up any of his phones in any of his office locations.
1: Lady G, out of the office.
0: This man. Good Lord yeah still. what what I wonder if like if, if you become a senator, if you become a United States Senator and you are a powerful senator for a very long time, you must be concerned with your legacy, with how people will remember you, and he's going to be remembered as a man whose word meant nothing, who would do whatever to keep power or to seize power uh, regardless of any kind of scruples. he has none
1: I, I would say that there's probably very, very few politicians in the history of the universe that have cared about anything other than power and money. Um, I believe that our great president, Barack Obama, was one of the exceptions. I happen to believe Hillary Clinton is an exception. I don't know. I don't know about that. You don't know about Hillary? Well,
0: or? I mean, I, I believe that she's a good person. And I do believe that she uh, would have been a much better president than Donald Trump. But? but I don't know that she's not interested in her own power. Of course. Well, I think Jimmy Carter. I think Jimmy Carter is more who you're looking for.
1: Yes, I, I am. But I, I think one thing about Hillary Clinton is that it's not power above everything else.
0: That, that's true.
1: Everybody's, everybody, anybody in the world wants power. Either you want, you know, like you want power over me. It's, you know, you want, power over, you want power over my mind.
0: Well, see, if you say I want power over you, you're implying that I don't yeah, have power over you. You
1: seized power over me.
0: When did I do that?
1: The minute I laid eyes on you, girl.
0: Well, how come I didn't know that
1: all these years? I was afraid to say it. We were sitting across. So I'm in charge. We were sitting across from each other. You had a, a chain on a, on your wallet and on, in those little jeans of yours. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it was the '90s. I had one of those chain wallets. I believe it was a Harley Davidson wallet. Yeah, because I was a poser.
1: Yeah. Wow. You were you were you, you, you were the apple of my eye. Anyway, what I was saying is that I don't think it's it's uh, possible anymore these days for politicians to be honest or not corrupt or not power hungry. And it's to our, our uh, detriment as a, as a human race.
0: Jane Mayer has a piece in The New Yorker today about Jared Kushner and his coronavirus task force and Max Kennedy, who is one of Robert Kennedy's grandchildren, who was asked to be on this task force, even though he has no experience in anything like that. He volunteered. He volunteered. He said that it was all volunteers. He said it was the amount of people working on the coronavirus task force were the amount of people that would show up to help with an after-school activity. And nobody had any experience. And this is the thing that he said that I think is really so typical of Donald Trump that people need to know. He says, the volunteers were also instructed to prioritize requests from the president's friends and supporters. According to Kennedy, the group paid special attention to Janine Pirro, the Fox News personality. Pirro, Kennedy said, was particularly aggressive and demanded that masks be shipped to a hospital she favored. The volunteers were also told to direct millions of dollars' worth of supplies to only five pre-selected distributors. Kennedy was asked to draft a justification for this decision, but refused. Hundreds of people were sending emails every day offering PPE, he said, but no one in charge responded effectively. We were super frustrated we couldn't get the government to do more. Donald Trump doesn't give a crap about anybody but himself and rich people who say nice things about him, and he only gives a crap about them so long as they're saying nice things about him
1: and also in that article he talks about how Jared Kushner came up with this whole all states for themselves philosophy and and had states bidding against each other for the scarce supplies and making it you know a, a marketing decision because you know he personally he personally came up with the strategy of blaming the states Jared Kushner and and that and that continues now um in fact to just today um, didn't Trump, um, or, or the department of justice via Trump, I'm sure, um, make New York, Portland and Seattle like, um, anarchist, yeah. um, regions. I was what, in what New York the?
0: city last week. It was lovely.
1: It was lovely. There's, there's no anarchist. a beautiful sunny day. People were out in the park. This is such propaganda. People doing
0: some shopping.
1: Right. But this is, this is, it's this total is total propaganda. This is the absolute in propaganda. and. His base eats it up, and his base, he's militarizing his base every second and every day to become more and more violent and, and dangerous. Talking today on Fox and Friends, I guess he's going to do this Fox and Friends every Monday, as he promised last Monday, because he did it again today, and today he talked about how Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, did not make that dying request, that it was written by, you know, or... Composed, shifty shift, he said. Shifty shift or Pelosi, yeah. And so this is the discourse. This is what's happening. And but
0: I'll tell you exactly why. This is why. He says crazy things like that because it's going to get people like you and me upset. He says that New York City and Portland and Seattle are terrorist, Antifa, insurrection, d- danger zones. The only reason he's doing any of that is because over 200,000 people have died, and he doesn't want us talking about the fact that 200,000 people have died, more than that now, and the economy is still in the toilet, which is the only thing he he doesn't want us talking about. So he'll put out whatever garbage out there, all this stuff with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's just to keep us quiet about coronavirus.
1: Let's take a break and cool down. This is supposed to be a comedy.
0: So Frank, there's some news mm-hmm. out of Hollywood.
1: Um, let me see. I got a special, uh, special Emmy o- award. No, Lifetime sadly, achievement.
0: you were overlooked at the Emmy Awards this year once again. I'm so sorry to yeah. tell you that.
1: Not surprised. surprise.
0: Uh, no, your friend Teddy Mellencamp is getting fired from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We
1: just talked about her the other day. We were this talking is about news. her.
0: Her 500 calories actually 500 calories. She was telling people to eat
1: 500. No, no, like no. That. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's that's almost as that's almost as as little, as few as calories as I eat. I try to eat two hundred and six calories a day. That's uh, so basically I'll have I'll have um, three ounces of watermelon in the morning.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, okay. Let me talk about Teddy. And then, well, camp. I'm just trying saying
1: just, just 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 to say I have three three ounces of watermelon for breakfast, and then I and I drink a gallon and a half of water, and then for lunch I'll have three edamame. Like that's three, just three pods or three little beans? I'm not having the whole pod. I have three little beans. And then for dinner, I have um, roasted, uh, a roasted celery stalk with salt on top.
0: That's a lot of sodium. You got to be careful about your sodium intake, Bank.
1: I only have, th- um, I have seven, 75 grains. I count them out. 75 grains of salt.
0: So listen to this. This has got a sting. It says, the network has not been impressed with her performance on the show. This is from an insider. What? They considered cutting her last season, but gave her one last chance. Then they said, she is boring and stale and does not offer anything to the franchise with her robotic and staged delivery when interacting with the other cast members. I kind of agree. I agree too.
1: That's why they're always making, like saying, she's a shit stirrer. Maybe they're, maybe they're, they're instructed to do that, so maybe it'll make her be a shit stirrer, which, by the way, that's an awful phrase? A shit stir. Oh
0: yeah, that implies like you're stirring a pot of shit. Why would you stir a pot of shit? That sounds like something Samuel Pepys would do.
1: Why would you put pe- po- shit in a pot anyway? Is that what stir the pot is?
0: Stir the pot, yeah. Uh, sh- uh, we can look that
1: up. Stirring the pot and stirring the shit, are they the same thing?
0: Uh, I can tell you. I always know.
1: assumed if you were stirring the shit, you just leave it where it is in the stirring toilet.
0: Stirring the shit. Shit That Nobody says stirring the shit. Stop oh. stirring the shit. You say stirring the pot or you say shit stir. Shit
1: stir. I can't even say stir, stir, because I can't pronounce my R's. That's an d- impossible word for me to say. Stir? stir, stir, shit, stirrer. shit, stirrer.
0: Stir the pot is an idiom with an uncertain origin, so it came into use in the mid twentieth century.
1: Well, I'll tell you what: if you get if you get thrown off one of those shows, one of those desperate housewife shows, not desperate, housewife, one of those um, uh, housewives of wherever, Beverly Hills, New York, for your performance, you must really be bad because. Like, the performances on those shows, they're, they're not performing at all. They're just either getting drunk, talking shit about each other, getting, like, naked in some capacity, or just being a total fucking idiot.
0: Or just being mean or making up yeah. emails that you read from somebody or whatever.
1: I mean, the worst crime you can, you can commit on one of those shows is be boring. And it's almost impossible to be boring because they contrive all that stuff anyway, they, whoever directs and produces those shows. Speaking of um, horrible fucking people. Yeah. We talked about Lori Laughlin.
0: Oh, yeah. This,
1: this episode is strictly um, entertainment.
0: Hang biz. on, hang on. Just but to, to, to finish up our, our shit-storing thing. Oh, I'm sorry, th- Heather. I thought you were is finished. a person who by his or her actions causes unnecessary trouble, and that dates from the late 19th century. So I bet it does have something to do. You know what it is? In the 19th century, people used to poop in like a chamber pot, uh-huh. right? And if you would just leave it, it probably wouldn't be so disgusting and stinky, but if you stirred it up, it would cause a lot of trouble and, and the, the uh, it would stink.
1: One of the worst I, things- I figured it out. Thank you very much oh, for waiting. bringing together Shit Stir and Stirring the Pot for us, where they're derived in their time frame. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You were talking about Lori Laughlin. Who
1: gives a shit, if you know what I'm saying. Um, well, before I get into that, I'm, I was just thinking what you made me think about when, with all that talk was- how awful it is to have to give a stool sample.
0: Oh, my God. I have to do that cologuard. I have to do... You know what you do with the cologuard?
1: Well, before you tell me, I'll just say stool sampling. First of all, I hate the word stool. We talk a lot about excrement on this, on this podcast. Yeah. To continue in that tradition, I hate the word stool. Stool and semen. I hate the word stool and yeah, semen. Yeah, we don't need to go But back I hate stool. That. I hate the word stool. I don't know what it means and why they call it stool. I'm sure you can find out. You could, you know, you'll give us the background on stool. But to give a stool sample, I mean, it's hard enough when you're given a urine sample. How much do they need? I mean, do they need the whole cup filled? I
0: asked the same question about the Cologuard. Do they need the whole thing or just a little piece of it?
1: Please don't talk about your stool anymore with me.
0: Cologuard, what you do is you, I, I have not seen it yet. I've not done it. But apparently you put like a little pot in the toilet and you poop into the pot and then you Stir sprinkle it. something over it and then you seal it up and you mail it to. Imagine those people who do that for a living, oh, opening it up. And then how much are you supposed to put in there?
1: I want to know what sprinkles you put on. You're going to put on colorful sprinkles? Wait, can you imagine? Like Christmas colored ones? Should I ones? put
0: something in there just as a surprise?
1: You should take, get a little <laughs> toothpick with a flag with a little piece of... Uh, with a, you should put a toothpick in your, in your poop, make a flag out of it with a toothpick, and make the flag your photograph.
0: Okay. Or I could put like a... You know, in France, you have the Gâteau des Rois. The, for the, uh, the Feast of the Epiphany, you have that cake. Oh, yeah. With the, um, you can
1: find the prize. You
0: get a little, like, figurine in it, and whoever gets that gets to wear the crown, put one of those little figurines in there, and then I'll send a separate envelope with the crown.
1: You could also, you know how they do with um, with cappuccino? They make, like, a little design in it sometimes, so oh, with the cappuccino at the coffee God. place. You can make, a, like, a little, I don't know, peace sign or, you know, uh, vote. Don't forget to vote. You could like do a little design on top of it. You have to smooth it out. You have to smooth your stool out real good. I know you're, 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 you've told me in the past that your stool is very smooth anyway and soft.
0: Did I tell you that?
1: No. I don't, <laughs> well, I don't
0: think I've ever discussed it with you. I, I know that it's it. supposed to be. Soft? It, it's supposed to be like the consistency of toothpaste.
1: Oh, my God. Let's not talk about it.
0: But how much do you put in? If ah. anyone is listening and is a gastroenterologist, or if you work for the color guard company, let me know. Do you send the whole thing?
1: What if you just put, what if you just filled up a huge box? Like what if your stool was so big it, it took like, the pot was huge. It was like 10 It was pounds. like
0: overflowing, leaking out the top.
1: You just, you just, yeah, they, it was an overabundance of stool. Can you imagine if you just sent that? And then you put, then you put like a huge piece of two by four in it with a flag saying, peace.
0: What if I what if I call them up and I requested a second,
1: a I second one?
0: I need two pots. I need two pots.
1: Hey, my stool is so big and it's got lots of stuff in it. Anyway, I was talking about Lori Laughlin. Yeah. And we were talking about last week how she, this is just, this um, is awful to no end. Like she is getting two freaking stinking months in prison, which she should be going for at least 10 years, I think. She should get, you know, Seven to 10 years. And I'm no judge or lawyer, but I think that she, that's what she deserves. And her snicking stupid husband. For, I
0: think they should have to ha- pay a huge fine, have all their money taken away from them.
1: Well, that too. R- that I'd too. rather
0: have that than her go to prison.
1: Or, or she can go to prison and talk about how not, to, not, n- how not to scam. She can make videos in prison. This is Guys, this is exactly what I did. I don't know. But what she should do is, what she shouldn't do is request to be in a prison near her home. That's nearest right. to her home, right? which I it's just like, no, you can't fucking ask for a prison near your home. Which, what else is she going to request? So um, LeBron James felt the same way. He tweeted, of her what? He put five laughing hysterical emojis. I'm laughing because sometimes you have to just stop from crying, James posted.
0: What, but you didn't tell me, what, he said, of her what? What was Lori it?
1: Lori Laughlin would get to serve her two-month sentence at prison of her choice. Oh, I see. Yeah, so he was, he was referring yeah. to her choice. Yeah,
0: that's insane. Um,
1: and don't make no damn sense to me. I'm reading his tweet. We just want the same treatment if committed of same crime. That's all. Is that, acting, is that asking for too much? Three question marks. Let me guess. It is, huh? Yeah, I know. We'll just keep pushing forward. And not expecting the handouts. Strong, black, and powerful.
0: Oh, I love LeBron James.
1: Yes. Received more than 1.5 million likes. I'm with you, LeBron. Viola Davis, one of my favorite actresses, said, what? Several A's and T's and question marks. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Is it punishment if you get to choose?
0: I wonder if this is Is she going
1: to choose her meal? Davis asked. And I, mean, I agree.
0: I wonder if this is going to come back to haunt her when she's in prison and other people hear that this has happened. And they're going to be like, hmm, Aunt Becky, join me for the sleepy time beatdown.
1: I wonder. I mean, I, I think from what, I, from what I've read and heard, celebrities, unless they're pedophiles or rapists, tend to, get, uh, tend to get celebrity treatment in jail. But I don't know. Who knows?
0: Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, To wrap up today, I'm going to leave you with a little words of wisdom from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who dedicated her life to making the lives of other people better. And we could use more people like her. So I'm going to leave you with that and uh, take care and say goodbye, Frank. Goodbye, Frank. But if you want to be a true professional, you will do something outside yourself something to repair tears in your community, something to make life a little better for people less fortunate than you. That's what I think a meaningful life is. One lives not just for oneself, but for one's community.